This is a beautiful, I think it's like semi-beautiful Saturday. We're back at the Great Big st- Story, right? Yes, Great, great Big, big story. story. I was about to say Great Big Studio. Great <laughs> we Big also Story office right now for another episode of 699 Per Pound Podcast. I'm over here with my lovely, not so lovely, sometimes she's all right, she's subpar. Today I'm lovely. JoJo, my co-host. And uh, as always, man, we have some amazing guests that are joining us today but i'm gonna let jojo do the honors because she's very well acquainted with these uh two gentlemen right here right i think so do what you gotta do (laughs) okay well i'm really excited to have another fellow asian american run podcast it's called asian not asian pod some of you guys might have seen us promote them on instagram Mm. and vice versa um in the small asian american podcast community i think we Nah, it's sort flourishing. of kind of it's know each other community. true 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 um, but we're also part of the listening party family as well yeah, so sometimes right. we record at Canal Street Market mm. and we can get into how uh, we quote unquote met later but I wanted um, these guys to introduce themselves these guys promote themselves for a living so why not have them um, do it themselves give you guys give us a brief plug on who you are what your podcast is all about what you do by day by night and on the weekend Whoa, that's a lot. That's yeah. a long one intro. Yeah. But you Damn. guys are we're we're Haitian. We can do multiple things at once. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, this is Fumi Abe. I'm one of the co-hosts for Asian Not Asian podcast. It's a yeah. podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. Uh, I'm also a stand-up comedian. I've uh, been in New York doing that for about five years or so. Um, I play clubs and colleges all over town, <laughs> as people say. And uh, yeah, that's 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 a, a quick. Oh, what, what was the other question? What I do for a day? Yeah, day during living? the day, like during the, the day, moon. what do I do? Uh, I work I work as a, like a data analyst at a marketing company. Oh, yeah, I got the SPSS game strong, Excel game strong, pivot tables. Oh wow, that's all lucrative. Me. Oh yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. That's a, that's an actual skill set that you could use. <laughs> <laughs> we do use it. I know, yeah, it. I know. That's awesome. All right. Uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna introduce myself like J Key introduced himself. Okay, go ahead. Yo yo, 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 you know who it is? Okay, it's your boy. Uh-huh. Okay, you already know. All right, oh it's Mike Nguyen, aka yeah. the Yellow Peril, aka <laughs> uh-huh. aka. V lookup master. Uh. <laughs> a, 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 is this your AKA a, uh, a nice pants bro on Instagram? Uh. It's your gong sound. <laughs> AKA, uh, you know, leave your girl at home because she should be studying. Uh. AKA, um, <laughs> this can go on forever. I'm, I'm trying to love it. This is what days was a mirror. AKA, so I eat pho oh. and I don't no. brush my teeth. AKA, I got so many pho puns. Okay? <laughs> pho king. I, that's really the only one. But, you know, so yeah, I'm also uh, a co host, an Asian, not Asian. In a podcast, um, stand-up comedian, writer, um, and uh, on in the day I'm a copywriter, whatever that oh. is, copywriter, uh, strategist, creative strategist, person, um, and and that's it. That's really fizzled out. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started, yeah, yeah. It started yeah. off at high fire, and then it kind of just you know yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, 
I mean, thank you guys for the intros that you gave, but you guys missed out on all the awards and accolades you guys have also collected. Very yeah, humble awards. Asian of you. Mm-hmm. How did you know? Um, well, I think I see all people like writing about you guys on Vulture. Both of oh, you guys yeah, have been yeah, featured yeah. at this point. Fumi has opened for Ronnie Chang. Ronnie Chang was on your podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. he, for Shout people who don't know who he is, he's the... Uh, got correspondent in Trevor Noah's show, yes. right? The Daily yeah, Show. Yeah, show. Yeah. That, guy would, yeah. Yeah. that guy would have... Uh, Australian accent. Yeah, like a mysterious mm. accent. Yeah, 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 I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't yeah, really yeah. figure mysterious. him out. Mysterious. Yeah. He's Singaporean, uh, Malaysian, Amer- He was Malaysian, in Crazy Rich Asians, Australian. right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy Rich Asians yeah. as well. He's the guy with the optimal angles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yes, couldn't quite him. figure out his accent. I was like... It's all over the place. Yeah, he's like, is he American? Where is he Is he fresh off the boat? Like, you know what I'm saying? He spent some time in America, too. He's like, his story is really crazy. He's been all over the world. Got yeah. you, got and you, you guys can listen to it on Asian Not Asian Pod. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of crazy rich Asians, we wanted to focus on topics rather than like really digging deep into individual stories. Mm-hmm. And I thought um, you brought up crazy rich Asians, but there's another prolific Asian American comedian in that film, Ken Jeong. Yeah, Ken. Um, and I wanted to bring this up to the table because our good friend and first inaugural podcast guest, Donnie Kwok, wrote a think piece about his new comedy special. Yes. Uh, it's called... <laughs> He's triggered. Piece. It's think called piece. You Complete Me, Ho. Yes. Um, uh, so, on, fl- not fl- on Netflix right yes, now. Yeah, on yeah. Netflix. It's an hour-long um, comedy special directed by John Chu. Um, it's oh, kind directed of, by John Chu? Yes, yeah, yeah. directed by John Chu. There was so much lens flare in it. Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> but we wanted to kick this off by talking about it. I think it's so timely. You guys are obviously comedians, so mm. you can really speak about this. I think, you know, everyone in this room, except for me, is an Asian-American man. A lot of masculinity things that were kind of discussed in this article as well. A lot of testosterone in oh, this yeah. room right now. Um, Strong hairlines everywhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to give a refresher for our listeners who may not have read the article, um, the article was titled on theringer.com. Uh, who is Ken Jong's Netflix comedy special for? The doctor turned comedian's You Complete Me Ho recycles many of the same stereotypical Asian jokes that made him famous. Why are we still laughing? Um, again, this was like an hour long special on Netflix. It, the article talks about how he relies on an old bag of tricks that turned him into one of the most bankable Asian American stars over the past decade. Easy laughs like small dick jokes, exaggerated accents. He really focuses on his um, role on The Hangover, which was like a, his breakout role, despite other roles that he's had, like mm-hmm. on Community and Pineapple Express. Um, and was it Pineapple Express or Knocked Up? Oh wait, was it Knocked Up? He was in. Oh, he was up. also that was his, that was his, oh, his first okay. big one. Yeah, I mean, his first thing where you're Knocked like, Up oh. was the one that he was so John, actually yeah. a doctor. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, he stole the scene in that. He was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wanted to bring it up to the table of just like, what are your initial feelings? about it did you guys watch the special I did I did watch the special I have I and we've we've kind of kind of indicated a little bit but I I think me and and, and I don't know about Fumi but Jakey I think we're gonna have opposite uh, our opinions about it, mm. it for different things I mean I think we're gonna agree on some things mm. but I I don't know if we, I, I I you know the question is who is this for yeah. and it's really and this is true for all comedy it's for his fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's for anyone who fucks with Ken Jeong. If you like his shtick, then you you should check out the special, because that's really what this is all about. And like as a comedian, you're not gonna get everybody. And a matter of fact, if you try to get everybody, then you come become this watered down kind of like weird ABC shit. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know. But if you if you're gonna do your thing and you're Ken Jeong, 
And if you if you if you think some of his shit's weird, if you didn't like his hangover thing, you're not gonna like this for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's like the baseline. Like it, it's for his fans. Right, right. I you know agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And and in the special, you know, we talked. You know, me, me and Fumi have talked about the special and the way the special is shot and and sort of the energy of it. You know, as a as a as a as a joke thing, as a, as as jokes, they're okay. What would you say, Fumi? Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of the just just judging his jokes, they yeah. were, I would say, and again, he's way more successful than us. So way we, more. So none of this matters. None just, of this matters. We're I'm nobody. telling you, we're nobody's. Ken Jong, and honestly, are you listening? If Ken Jong is listening, honestly, we will open for you anytime you want. <laughs> what I'm saying, but like just yeah. judging on a joke level, you know, it wasn't superior to other comedians that I like. You know, it was very, a lot of basic tricks that I've seen a lot of open mics and a lot of things that com- comedians have done in the past, you yeah, know? He, yeah, he, but yeah. does it, matter because the people that are laughing you know that's i think that's the important thing to understand is like people there really enjoyed it and i think at the end of the day live stand-up comedy or stand-up comedy is for the people in that room as it's happening live and i mean you can write about it and you can hate on it but i you know i I think it's fine you know i don't really have a problem with it obviously i have you know thoughts about how other Asian people might react to that, but as a as a Netflix piece and as something that he released to his fans, I think is totally fine, and they're enjoying it. If he was bombing in that special, I think that's an issue. Yeah, but he's killing. Yeah, I mean, you can tell in that special that people are having the time of they're their so lives. They're so happy yeah. to see they're him. So mm-hmm. excited to see him. Yeah. Um. That and and you look at a lot of other specials, other comedy specials. It's crazy because you the. Comedians will put out a special where they're not doing that great in 100%, 100%. Yeah. This yeah. is one thing people have to know. There's a lot of specials where they didn't, the audience didn't know they're recording a special. Yes. Oh. So one of my favorite comedians, Roy Scovel, he's one of the funniest He's dudes, so funny. But his, on his album, he comes out and he goes, what's going on, everybody? Why is nobody here? <laughs> because it's like empty. And nobody knows nobody who he knows is. Who Even he though is. he's been in movies, he's, he's, in, he's in tons of stuff. Right. But he's just, he, just, he just doesn't have... That um, fan base, that fan base or, where it's like people, at least not back then. Right, yeah. You so, know, so it's, we, one, we must acknowledge how far Ken Jong has come to even have a special where every single person is a fan of his work. I mean, they, and that's an accomplishment. If you're, I mean, we've, you know, Fumi, we've both have been, you've probably been in comedy rooms where you're standing there and you're just like, this guy is murdering. Like he is doing, he could do anything and he, people are going to laugh at his jokes. It's just, he's just, he's in that space. He had created that atmosphere and the people had come to see him. So like, that's why he was killing it. Now, the, you know, if you want to get into the other topics of other stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, what did you guys, did you guys watch it? As, as non-comedian Asians, what did you guys think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched parts of it and I read the article that Donnie wrote. Um, and Donnie actually like weighs in a lot about like this kind of, I don't know, because there's so little, like, representation. Like, for yeah. example, you guys allude to Aquafina hosting SNL as, like, Haley's Comet, you know? So, yeah. like, <laughs> you could only see that shit for 75 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we got to wait another one. Yeah. Like, exactly. it's going yeah. to be my grandkids. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. And especially Ken Jong as he's reached certain platform of success, um... Because, you know, sometimes, like, maybe in the beginning of your career, like, you kind of have to wheel and deal, like, pick your battles in terms of just, like, you know what? Like, I just want to get famous. I want to get to a point where I have a platform where I can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe people feel like, Ken Jong, like, you're already successful. Like, why are you still, you know, going back to those jokes? And maybe it has become more nuanced over time, but I think to 
But I think it's like, I also know. because yeah. like that was his hit single, like in a mm. music reference. Like, That's true. Like people resonates with you as Mr. Chow with the small dick, with the accent. Yeah. Mm. So it's like you're going to continuously play into that shtick because that's what the audience is paying to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? But personally, I agree with what you guys said about, yo, it's not for you, then it's not for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for me. Yeah. I never liked Ken Jeong um, as a comedian. I never really found him um, funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. What do you think what, of him as a doctor? <laughs> I don't know. We should figure that know. out. Yeah. yeah, like maybe, maybe I probably would have liked him better as a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I think the what kind of discomfort that I had was that you know uh, we have only so limited representation on mm. a bigger platform. So whenever somebody like him gets on a pedestal, you're automatically almost unwillingly you become like a representation of an entire community so that affiliation i think is what bothers me that this guy does not represent me Mm -hmm. but if you fuck with his shit we just obviously have a different palette and i'm not going to disrespect you or ken or whoever uh who fucks with that to like yo like nah that shit ain't the right thing yeah you know i think each his own right but at the end of the day i feel like that disconnect that I have with him, it was just that a lot of the stuff that he was alluding to and I just didn't personally find mm-hmm. funny. And now, mind you, my man, like, grew up um, in a very different environment like, than yeah. I did. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He's, like an, he's, he's an older gentleman, you know what I mean? Um, who probably, I mean, he would, grew up in, like, North Carolina. Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah like, mm-hmm. come on, yeah. Like, yeah. A, uh, like a late 40-year-old Asian guy growing mm-hmm. up in fucking North Carolina in like the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. my man probably like got teased about all the shit that he jokes about. Right. So if anything, he's utilizing, I'm assuming that he's utilizing the stuff that he was attacked by mm-hmm. and using that to his advantage and now making mad guap. Yeah. So in that yeah. sense, I feel like that shit is respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. But do I have to necessarily agree and like just because like he's Asian or he's Korean American like that I need to really ride for him? Not necessarily. I have my own, you know, take on that. I, I mean, I, I agree, and I think we are going to agree on, you know, we should have different viewpoints. That's why we're, you know, we're trying to do our thing. All of us sitting in this in this room, yeah, trying to do like different voices, so you can see. Like, I mean, I've never seen my, you know, the closest I've seen is Dad Fan. Right, and mm. that fan is like that. fan, yeah, yeah, exactly that guy. Yeah. And <laughs> I liked his shit, you know. Oh he, my god, he only does the, you know, he only does the accent. Yeah. At the time, it was very funny. It's fucking funny. At the time, it was very funny. It's fucking funny. And and this is and this leads me into my second thing, which is I think that a lot of times Asian people are afraid of owning certain things that are fucking hilarious like mm-hmm. asian accents i have one of my one of my best jokes is about asian accents yes i have uh, i love that one i don't have any small dick jokes but i have uh you know i have jokes about my mom i have jokes about um crazy korean people you know yeah i have what i call myself yeah family no you okay. have that joke about how like you're gonna start saying very bougie things in yes. an asian accent yes I, say, yes I have i have stuff like that and i think one of the things is Asian people, we we need to be able to have our thing. So, like, I was listening to Dezos Amiro, right? He, they're amazing. Bodega yeah, Boys, Yeah, Dezos Amiro, yep. Yes, yep. they're amazing. And they have tons of jokes that... If About, you think, like, Jamaican immigrants, Jamaican Dominican immigrants. immigrants. Dominican dads yeah, yeah. are never there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, boosting yeah. cars, mm-hmm. you know, like... Multiple kids. Multiple kids. Yeah. Yep, I yep, listen yep. to rap that, uh, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that oppresses black people. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. they have shit like that. And they... 
control the narrative. You know, they oh, control. They their take own, the power back. They, yeah. yeah, they have the power of doing that. And you could argue that you know, are they uh, you know forwarding stereotypes? If if they were in this room, they would be like, yes, we are because it's that's what's what we do, and it's funny, and it's our way of doing it. And but you, but you I know? think sorry to cut you off, no, but I think there's a subtle way of doing that. You know what no, I mean? Like not so a subtle so way like if you <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you look at I mean now yeah not only because we're subtle Asians, but <laughs> I think there's a subtle way of doing that, especially if you look at. You know, even like some of the like the greats, right? The greats that you look at, like from Dave Chappelle to Chris Rock to yeah, Richard right. Pryor to Eddie Murphy to even white comedians like Louis C.K. I mean, minus the perverted part, right? You right, know what right. I mean, like all these guys, they utilize whatever stereotypes or whatever like views that they have and part of their identity to their advantage, mm-hmm. right? And yes. then relay that. And usually, what like I mean, I'm not a comedian, but Great comedians are funny because what they say is true, mm-hmm. right? My dick ain't small, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, I, mean, I think I see what you're saying, yeah, yeah. Mike. Because okay, I think to your point, Jakey, you named like what five great black comedians, right? Can you name five great Asian comedians? You can't. I can't. Right? So you think about who are these people who paved the way for you for black comedians. It goes all the way back until like Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor right? Who like really is like he started. He is so influential that. He influenced us, you know? Exactly. So you, right. so if you think of it from that way, like, Ken Jeong had nobody to look up to. So, of course, he's doing all these weird jokes about small dicks and yeah. stuff that, like, it is a privilege for us to be able to think like that. Yeah. It is a privilege for us to think, watch this special and think, this is really hack. I don't like this. It doesn't represent who I am. Mm-hmm. Asian people, they take that shit for granted. You know, he's the only guy right now. Yeah. You know? And now we have younger guys like Shang Wang, Ali Wong. Um, KT Tatara, Ronnie Chang, Mark Nguyen. Asian, not Asian. Fumiabe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so hold on. Do you yeah. guys consider like guys like Russell Peters as part of the Asian narrative? Who's he Russell was Peters? funny for like a second when I was like 16. But you you listen to his shit too, and his shit is very owning up to his own stereotypes, he, yeah. right? Yeah. But and again, Pete, Russell Peters is way more successful he, than I would. <laughs> no, quick, no, he gives all his uh, openers Rolexes. So just keep See? that in mind as okay. you're about to say. Oh, right. No, okay, so then Russell Peters is clearly the handsomest the man in the world. The GOAT. No. Yeah, no, but you know. He... Would you consider him like the greatest? No, no, no. Most no, no. Success- no, no, no. Most successful Asian American comedian, he, though? Uh, I mean, he's really, really, I'm, as far as money goes. I mean, as far as money goes, it's Jeff Dunham. Did you know that? No. It's Jeff Dunham. Wow. He makes the most money. Wow. So you think about that. You think about that and what America thinks comedy is. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people And Russell don't Peters know is, is, is really up there, too, but. You know, to your point, there, I think, is, you know, Ken is doing his thing. And, you know, I started comedy because I went to an open mic and I saw a guy eat shit so hard that I was like, there's no way I could do worse than him. Mm. And, of course, I did because I was really bad at comedy when I first started. <laughs> but, you know, if with Ken Jeong, you know, I, I agree with you. He's, you know, he he he's gotten he's he's done some stuff the jokes i've seen you know him do i've seen him do for a long time um that's another thing about comedy is that it's so difficult to come up with jokes i'll probably do jokes that i've did you know now until i die because they're just so difficult to come up with Mm. um but if you think you know if you what i hope is like if you watch ken jong and you're like eh, that was okay then get to the open mic and do better mm. than him, quote unquote, better than him. We'll never yeah. do better than him because yeah. he's killing it. Yeah. But you know, if you if you if you want to be part of the conversation, then you know Ken Jong has started the conversation. If you want to change the conversation, definitely change the, the change. conversation. Yeah. Um, I you know going back to Dat Fan, 
I'm waiting for that sitcom that's about Orange County and eating jia mm. uh, like in Little Saigon. And that is a really specific thing. And essentially, I want to see me on TV, and I think we all want to see ourselves on the screen. And that's it's it's a it's a good goal. And I think we want to tell those stories. And the more particular they're going to be, the better they're going to be. Uh, and Ken Jeong has, you know, he's got his his thing. I think this really comes down to the dick joke, right? Is this yeah. what yeah, but that dick no, joke no, was, no. it was no. really funny. It, it, that, that is, that is one of his funnier jokes. I don't jokes. understand why people thought it wasn't. It was basically, the premise is, I took off my pants, and I was running around naked, and people thought it was racist that I had a small dick, but that's my reality. Yeah. yeah. That's he, a hilarious that's premise. An ama- I that's mean, a hilarious the, premise. The fucking... Ironically, the balls on him to yeah. do that yeah. is nuts. Yeah, it's crazy oh God, that this, you so would whip tidbits. out your your penis. Well, none of us are going to whip our penises out. Right. The small dick joke itself, like about that being his reality, fine. You know mm. what I mean? That is your reality. I'm not going to you know dwell upon that. But the what you're doing is in a form of you're continuousing, uh, continuously perpetrating a negative. A stereotype that has been deemed as a negative thing for Asian American males, as mm. you know, in a form of representation. So, but, but like I said, I don't think that necessarily. I don't. I don't have anything against like him cracking that type of joke. Like, yo, if that's your joke, and if there's an audience for you, fine. It's just that I have a different palate. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Sure. And like yeah. my palate doesn't necessarily have to agree with your palate. You know yeah. what I'm saying. Right, right, right. Yeah. So for the fact that like, yo, Ken is basically cracking a similar type of joke that mm. kind of persisted since the 16 Candle days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like 30 mm. years There's since no that progress. shit. And it's like, come on, fam. Like, I mean, like, I love your role in Community. I love the fact that you were able to, you know. Come on, Not like you're a fucking it. doctor and now mm-hmm. you're a comedian yeah, and you're yeah, making yeah. millions of dollars. Like, how can I hate on you? Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the fact that you're not really taking the next step of progress in mm-hmm. terms of the content that you're presenting to mm-hmm. represent us mm-hmm. willingly or unwillingly, that's the shit that kind of bothers me. Yeah, yeah. I think you, know you are looking to the wrong person for those expectations. Right. <laughs> no, nah, you're right. Because in, in, the article, in the article, Donnie also mentions, it's like, yo, like, imagine Larry the Cable Guy being, like, the face of white American he comedy. Was. He is. He yeah. No, but it's not, though. It's not necessarily because I don't fuck with Larry the Cable Guy. Mm. Yeah, but that's you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jakey but from I'm Queens, just saying. New York City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but the true. same point is, is like, how, how can you justify that that was supposed to be the representation of uh, white American comedy as a whole? Because there's obviously mm. different pockets of people that's going to like different shit. Like, that's almost like saying, like, Floor Rider represents rap. Mm. He does to a lot of people, though. Exactly. To some people, not to everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So, so you're saying because there's so few people that Ken Jeong ends up becoming, like, the face of Asian comedy by default. Right. By default. Yeah. By default. Uh, and see, that's kind of, that's my issue. Yeah. So, Jojo, what do you, what do you think? Sorry. No, no, no. Go well, ahead. Well, I think... I think we kind of touched on it a little bit of how Ken Jeong is so successful. Mm-hmm. So... It's like he didn't some I think I can resonate with people for being like you didn't have to do that so much mm. to still be bankable like you are already bankable people know who you are maybe you could have added more like nuance to it at the end of the day like Jake said like it's we've been pretty stagnant I guess in mm. terms of like these jokes still hitting and whereas um we know we talk about how maybe the Cosby show was the genesis of like black representation in America it wasn't perfect it wasn't for everyone but that maybe paved the way for fast forward to now like shows like Atlanta or shows mm. Like blackish, or um, blackish. Like right. um, Asian Americans always just kind of seem to 
be much slower in terms of progress, which is, you know, we're minority, minority. Right. But is it almost like moving too slowly in that, like in 2019, that Ken Jeong, like, you know? I've talked to some of my black comedian friends about this, and they say that, like, Asian people right now is, like, Black pe- black comedians in the eighties and nineties. Okay. Where back then, every role they had was like a pimp or a thug. Mm-hmm. Right, or a right, 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 right. Yeah. So that's like we're fighting that, and it's changing. But you, it's hard to compare yourself to the African American community because they're just know that they're ahead. Yeah. Because they they just been here longer. Yeah. You can't compare it to other cultures just like that. Of course. It's, it's, there's, there's a timeline. Yeah. And so we're fighting, and honestly, I think it, it is moving. Fairly fast. I mean, just in the five the last five years, there are just certain jokes that I won't do anymore because I don't think it's relevant or I don't think it's. Ooh, do it's, one. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I used to have a joke about like dance, um, monkey, dance. Asian representation, mm. right? And how oh, you, can, you yeah. can't name a lot of it. And like the joke oh, was yes. that I would ask the audience and they can't yeah. name anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or somebody would be like the guy from Star Trek and that guy from Harry and Kumar. Like, that's the fucking same guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but now I can't do that because there's like Fresh Off the Boat, there's uh, Crazy Rich Asian, and there's like a bunch of other yeah, stuff, bunch out, stuff coming and out. People start naming stuff. So the, the, the premise of the joke is slowly failing but yeah. that's good it means yeah. that I have to keep changing as a comedian right but that's because I'm so young and I ultimately I, I want to <laughs> still brag. be yeah, I want right. to be one of the greats yeah right? and, and the reason why like Chappelle and Louis C.K. are so awesome even though they're old is because they the, what defines a great comedian is somebody who can change with the times and Chappelle's comedy today is not as funny as it was 10, 15 years ago what when I was in middle school. Right. Right, with Kill, Kill Him Softly and what's the other one? Uh, For What It's Worth. For yeah. What It's Worth, right? even like all the Chappelle Those are amazing. Right. Those are inspirational, right? And it's not his new ones like Burr Revelations. It's not as funny as that, but to me, it's more beautiful because it's like, it's just changed. He, he's right. taking that power. Everybody looks to him for his opinions because they value his opinions. Mm-hmm. And he's speaking about the Me Too movement. He's speaking about like war. He's, he's speaking, yeah. sp- speaking about Trump, right? Mm-hmm. These are... You want to get to a point where people go, I want to hear what so-and-so thinks about this. That's what Patrice O'Neill had. And yeah. He oh, died, right. unfortunately, Patrice. but he'd be on Fox News all the time because people just want to get his take on stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah, Ken Jong is Asian, but I don't look to him as like, what, what, I wonder what he thinks about, like, all this stuff that's yeah. happening in the world. I might look to Ronnie Chang for that. He's an amazing comedian, you mm-hmm. know, and he put in a lot of work. That's the other thing is, like, Ken is famous, but I think people just forget that like stand-up comedy is a different thing than acting. And if you don't right. work on stand-up comedy, you're not gonna be funny. Right. In no. the stand-up comedy Today's way. Today's a weird it, we live in a weird time because you can be famous on Instagram and sell out Caroline's and do a show there. Yeah. But you don't have to be funny. You don't have yeah. to be funny. The, the, the definition of stand-up comedian is changing. Yeah. You, it just means can you fill a room? So on that note, I wanna hear like who are some of your comedy greats that you guys like actively look seek opinion for uh from you know what i mean you you mean like, like people that you you guys look up does to. it have to be asian american mm-hmm. you know what i mean just in general because uh, i also feel like we also got to remember like yo we are asian americans but we're also fucking americans like yeah, our right, cultural right, right. context and totally. what we grew up on like my first introduction to comedy was like chris rock mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah it wasn't you know, Ken Jong, uh, Ken Jong. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right, right, so, right, right, right. No, for yeah, sure. I want to hear like yeah. how you guys like kind of uh, developed your comedy IQ and all mm, that. Mm, mm. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I think to achieve that status of like what, like, tell me what, how I should be thinking about this most recent terrorist attack, right? To get to that level, you have to be like, be, be, 
be doing this for like 30 years. You gotta be uh-huh. God level. That's why like yeah. only the Chappelle's can do it. You yeah. know, there's a guy named Roy Wood Jr. He's also a correspondent with Ronnie on Daily Show. Oh, yeah. He's been doing comedy for like 30 years. He is so, so funny. But unfortunately, a lot of his specials are only released on Comedy Central. Oh. So a lot of people don't have access to it because he's got to deal with them. Okay. But he's one of those guys where I looked. He talks a lot about, you know, police brutality and a lot of, like, issues that's happening in the Roy black Wood community. Roy Wood Jr., yeah. Roy Wood Jr. I'm familiar with him. And, and you know, he, he makes it goofy. He makes it very palatable even to people who aren't black. Like, I get, I get it. Yeah. But his point is so powerful um, that at the end of the show, you leave – kind of with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's a very hard thing to do. Oh, yeah. But he's one of those comics in New York who can do that. Yeah. There, there are very few comedians who can do that. You know, so yeah. He's, yeah. he's definitely one of the guys I look yeah. And, and I look a lot to. of comics who are really good, they even if they are really good or even great, they're, you wouldn't necessarily look to them for that just because that may not... You know, there are some like one-liner comics who right, are right. really good. Yeah. They're great and you watch them and they're going to like, you know, they're going to crush, but they're not necessarily that kind of person. I mean... Even we've, we've we've mentioned him a bunch of times, but like I still l- watch old Patrice stuff. Yeah, mm. and I sometimes you know you watch it and you almost feel once you you know somebody's really good if you watch him for a little bit or her and you think like them for a little bit. Mm. You know, you almost have them like use you know in your in your soul. Yeah, and you can see through their their point of view and their experience. Yeah, pa- mm-hmm. Patrice was able to do. You know, just like Roy Wood Jr., he had a way of telling the truth. And when he was talking, you were like, you you knew that he was talking about the truth, something that everybody knew. We just never said it. You know, we're, we're too scared to we're talk too, about we were it. Too, that's what, yeah. I, that's what I mean. We were too scared to to say it. And he did it in a way so that it is true and funny, and you wanted to laugh and cry at the same time because it was just so you know it was like speaking to you. Yeah. Um. And, and, you know, again, not every comedian, I think, uh, aims to do that necessarily. Um, I think there's a lot of really good ones now who, who, who do do that. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. So Bill Roy Wood Jr. and Patrice, Patrice O'Neal. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I fuck with Bill Burr. It's just that he says cunt oh, yeah, yeah, a little yeah, yeah. too much. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can we say that? Fucking cunt. Oh, you know what I mean? He's one of the best. He's he says, best. like, every fucking line, right? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he do that? Uh, am I, if he says it that am, I, am I making yeah. it up? No, you know I mean, he's, 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 he's known for being blue He has a potty mouth. For right. sure. Him and Patrice <laughs> were like good friends. So, right, so right. Yes. Bill Burr kinda they kind of like influenced my, each my other. Brother, my brother, my younger brother loves fucking Bill Burr, man. He, he fucking starts talking like Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. You guy. listen to him. <laughs> you listen to him and he is, it's a very particular thing. And one day, oh God, one day an Asian person will do this, but you know, um, you make, he makes that Boston point of view famous. Right. He puts, you know, I mean, everybody knows what Boston is, but yeah. like he puts that Boston viewpoint and accent mm. and that whole thing, that neighborhood that he's from, he brings that to the world. And even though he's he's very particular about this, he's, you know, this one neighborhood, whatever, whatever, everybody understands what he's right. talking about and everybody can kind of see that. And one day, I don't know who, some Asian messiah will... You know, he's whether he's born in Ohio Who, or going to come here yeah. uh, riding he the she. seven train. He's right. going to exactly. be train. Yeah. He's going to be riding the seven train. I guarantee <laughs> that. He's <laughs> okay. riding the seven train, and the seven train's on a Buddha, and like you know, <laughs> it's just flowing in, flowing in, flowing with the light, with the light. Nimbus, on a Nimbus. Exactly. Yeah. And everyone's going to be like, well, what is you know, what does this, what does this person have to say right. about whatever? And they're going to bring that viewpoint. And then even though it's really particular, you know, this dude from Flushing, really, you know, this one neighborhood, and he makes these references for this one intersection, people 
people are going to be like, I know exactly what he's right. talking yeah. about. And, and I, to, to add on to that, I think in that sense, I fuck with Ken because, like I said, I don't know his childhood, but I'm assuming growing up in the 70s and 80s as an Being Asian like American guy kid. in North Carolina, you probably went through some shit. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh my God. So in that sense, I feel like a lot of the ammo that he's using in his stand-ups and yeah. his uh, you know, performances yeah. are a reflection of mm-hmm. his own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, mm-hmm. I respect it. Now, once again, is that how I like my coffee? No. We don't think it's funny either. Right. Yeah. Just for the record. Yeah. So right. I know the listeners like are probably it. angry, right? But, I, I, you know, but, I liked but it, you but liked it, but did you think it was funny? Okay. That's different. Yeah, that's that's different. Comedian hat? Comedian hat? No. But if I, I'm sure if I was there and I had, had a drink, I would you be... You would have a good time. You I would have a great but, time. But if hey, I, I have a drink, I, I think like some of the dumbest shit is funny. <laughs> right, right, right. So I don't think that's a Jake is a lightweight. I don't know because, again, it's... You know, stand up is a live yeah. thing. You should be there. You should be there. Yeah. And yeah. and and you know, I, I I'm not going in there for like fucking TED talk. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I want someone to just like to just to just like put me in a different space. You know, yeah. and I think he 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 did that in the special for sure. Mm. Um now, you know, funny or or representation, you know, that is a different thing. So yeah. do you all in all, do you think you know, having another Asian American, having like a huge special on Netflix was a win overall for you guys, like as Asian Americans in comedy, or did it kind of not relate? You guys are on different lanes. Um, I think having any familiar face is a win at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 really need to be grateful. Right, right. And honestly, I know Asians love to hate. He's probably getting so much hate on Reddit right now. He he talks about it too. but But just know that like, if you shut him down, there's not going to be another Netflix right, special from right. like me or Ronnie, yeah. right? Right. So just just know that, you know. So that's on with the pretense that you are going to get a special yeah. eventually. Yeah, I'm going to get one eventually. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I'm, I'm sure of it. I, I like, like that confidence, man. I love it's it. It's so fucking funny, man. That's Yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, the way that like you know, uh, I mean, way the Fumi grinds. If he doesn't get famous. Then he will kill himself. I will. Oh my yes. gosh! Kamikaze. Yes. I have the rope ready. <laughs> he has it. He has it. I've seen the short sword. You know? <laughs> this is an example of one of those deep. Harakiri. Harakiri is just. I, I will be. I'm the guy who's gonna chop yeah. his head off. And okay? then Jakey's gonna talk about it. Be like, that was hack, bro. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was yeah. hack. He shouldn't have killed himself like that. Man, it's so Japanese. Yo, he should have killed himself with a with a gun. With you a know? shotgun. Oh oh, so different. So different. You know? So this is a joke that makes you cry and laugh at the this same time. Right? You know, so I'm, but you know, to your point, you know, we're we're all grinding so hard. We're all doing our thing. Yeah. And you know, if it and, and that's sort of another thing is we have to also <clears throat> be mindful that. No one is going to give us a shot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And we only give each other shots. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I was lucky Literally, enough. Literally. Like, yeah. we yeah. only give each other like, shots. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Shot, you pour, shot, I shots. pour, we both drink. So, uh, you know, Ronnie helps me and Fumi out. We get to do his shows. Right. He, like, talks about... It's FUBU, you know, man. All we exactly. got is us. For we, us, by yeah. us. Yeah. And, yeah. and we have to be, you know, I'm trying to wait for that. I'm trying to wait for... You know, the, uh, a business person or whoever who's going to really believe in what we do, yeah. So that we don't have to, you know, go to the be powers bankable. that be mm. and be like, oh, excuse me, can we can we have a show on yeah. this thing about this thing? Yeah. Where you know, people, you want to have your own glow so that everybody's like, why don't we have those guys? Yeah. You know? mm. One thing that I'm also curious about is. Do you guys not consider Ali Wong as a stand-up comedian? Oh no! She's oh my God! I mean, she's, she's the stand-up. Okay. I've seen her. I saw her back yeah. when she first started, and she was amazing back then. And yeah, she's, yeah, and she's like a, uh, she, you know, she is somebody who, um, she, 
she like she like injected something into our culture because now we talk about jungle Asians yeah. and fancy Asians. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that was one of those things where it's like a truth where we all knew it and we all would talk about it in certain ways and she was able to crystallize it into something that mm. was like, it's like a meme now. Yeah. Right. So now we all talk about so it. So that's really like important. That. That's one step towards uh, progress. That's another piece. Right? Yeah. It's, it's something know? that even non-Asians can relate to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. it's like, she oh, made I know. that happen for us. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and why people now know there's like there, there's like Asians who are you know who eat rice this way and that way you know right, what I'm right, or whatever right, it right. is and we all you know, <laughs> yeah. jungle Asians yeah. eat rice like this. Just like Ali Wong said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's great, and I think um, yeah, I feel like pe- there was no reaction like this when her special came out I think it was pretty positive all around because she is I'm gonna this people need to know she is a real stand up comedian she is like, hardcore that's yeah. all she did mm. she would grind she would do the mics she, she lived in New York for a little bit she uh-huh. would do the mics she would do the stupid bar shows oh, God. she would do the clubs she was grinding every night right so she jokes. came from the underground and yeah. then oh. she really like, made it she came if you think about ain't. like as an Asian American woman mm-hmm. to be relatable at a comedy club full of, like tourists from the Midwest like yeah. how much harder she had to work to make that relatable for them right? right so that's why when she got that Netflix special and she found her audience it was extra funny right. yeah. because it was already at a point where even if you weren't Asian it was funny but if you are Asian it's three times yeah. funnier yeah. Right? yeah 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 that was her secret yeah. I mean that mm-hmm. is that's a, that is an interesting point Jakey to, to so I think what you've been talking about as far as skill mm. what, you know we you know that Asians, shit is like that, that inner skill set like mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you hone your craft for like a certain amount of time mm-hmm. you sharpen your sword yep. you come through yep. you're just like a different type of beast it's a sport yeah it right? is a sport it's like Absolutely. freestyle rapping girl I think we got a really great discussion going about the special but I wanted to bring it back to you guys again oh, yeah. Um, yeah, let's you know, talk you, about this yeah let's talk about these Mike brought his fashion game today oh every day okay okay so yesterday I see the drip I see the Jordan 1 I don't drip Cardi B song this is you're the dynamic, like, ladies and gentlemen. You're like, what is a, you're like a 45-year-old white woman. You're inside. Like, inside. Uh, it's like, oh, excuse me, I know what drip is. I know what drip is. Yeah, yeah. She, watches, she watches The View and laughs. Oh, <laughs> dang. That's a funny roast. It That's is funny roast. Uh, recorded on my DirecTV app, yes. I, I could sell. I could sell. Anyway. Uh, no, you, you always yeah. got to be ready. Like yesterday, uh, Subtle Flex Ronnie t- asked me to do a sh- his, his thing, and I was like, Ooh. his show, and I was like, oh, thank God I'm dressed. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to be ready. You always got to be on ready. You always got to be ready. Right? Right? You always got to nah, be totally ready. Somebody I might be that. ready. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, yo, if you, I kind of, uh, the, the the whole branding topic that people talk about, mm-hmm. yeah. if I could dress up as you for Halloween and people <laughs> would recognize you, uh, then yo, your yes. brand exactly. is solid. Yes. Exactly. Like, my brand is, yo, I think my brand is all right. You all know right. What I mean? I'll dress yeah. up as you for Halloween. I think Halloween. you could dress up as me yeah, for yeah, Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it's like, that's kind of like my thing. You know what I'm saying? So like, Carl Lagerfeld, rest in peace, my man, my man's deceased. But uh, well, he, he had, had a look. look. He had, yeah, he had look. a look. He had his thing. He had a look. Didn't you know matter. He was in the sauna. He still on a had on a tie and exactly. leather gloves and shit. With, with the fucking like Chanel shades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so going back to uh, me and okay, Mike. Um, no worries. But um, you guys kind of alluded to this concept of hack and how you know hack jokes. You know that, that guy's a hack. Well, explain. Yeah. Yeah. Can you guys explain it? Can hack, you also just, talk about the, your show Hack City as well? Oh, sure. Well? So hack, hack in general, it just means obvious. So the easy way. Right, so the Asian 
comedians sometimes struggle with this. If you see an Asian comedian on stage and, and he's, he just opens with like, if his punchline is my dick is small, yeah. right? My or, dick is small could be a funny premise. Mm-hmm. It's an opening to a dialogue. But if he, if his punchline is, it's because I'm Asian. Right? <laughs> I'm a bad driver. I'm a bad driver. Uh, yeah. well, like, like, uh, I couldn't uh, go because I had to study for the SATs. Yeah, right? dumplings. That's, that's you know, the first like that. thing you think of when you think of like Asian people or something. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it yeah. just means like you didn't try very hard to come up with a creative angle. Yeah. Right? That's what hack means. And mm-hmm. it, it can apply to non-race jokes. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that, it just means it's been done before a thousand times. That's right. the simplest definition. Yeah. And again, those topics can be funny. And in fact, the funniest jokes are often the jokes where you think you know what's going to happen. Oh. You know, if you, you, it's really difficult to use a joke where um, the premise is like very obvious or seen before yeah. and then to twist it. And that could be a great joke. If you oh. bring your own personal so that's why we like the Ken Jeong, like, I have a small dick, but that's my reality. Because mm. that's, that's like a topic that's been done before, but then, you know, he's bringing himself into yeah. that and that becomes like Breaking a little bit. Breaking the fourth bit, dimension a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it, it gets a little, like, a little bit weird there. So that's what's, uh, what's cool. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we, we, we have a comedy show called Hack City and that's something we used to say to each other because we would watch each other at open mics and we were secretly hoping the other person would fail. And yeah. Because there can only be one. Can only be one. <laughs> Comedian, yeah, comedians are brutal. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. You know, we're always looking. We're always looking. Man, that's, what, that's what's cool about New York. You get good quickly here because A, you can do a lot of comedy and B, there's a lot of really like good people. It's like the fucking MMA of comedy. It's all cutthroat. So if, if one of us did a hack joke or any, any Asian comedian uh, at the open mic would do a hack joke, we would just be like, hack city. It's like, yeah. It's like an inside joke. It's yeah. an inside joke. Yeah. So now we call the show Hack City. That you guys um, host. That we host. That we and host it's, uh, yeah. the, it's uh, every third Wednesday at Canal Street Market. Uh, Shouts to Canal Street Market. Um, and when is this podcast? I feel about? like that in itself is a hack city. It's like you guys have an Asian yeah. comedy special mm. at Canal Street Market in fucking Chinatown. Yes. And we yeah eat cats, guys. You know what I'm saying? Fry it up. Okay. I need to set this clear. So... Not a lot of no- people know this, but the reason, the first time Fumi and Mike came to Canal Street Market okay. was because I DM'd them oh, yeah, you on. Slid in. You I slid, slid right in. in. You yeah, slid right in. So, so okay. Oh, I, didn't, I, didn't know that part of, I didn't know that oh, part about you. Oh, you didn't know? You didn't know. You didn't know your part of it. Okay, Jakey, you just don't listen. I tell you everything. She's stepping out on you, man. Anyway. I didn't know that part of it, man. just like you were saying. She like giggles every time I talk about sex and shit. She's sliding in the right now. Sliding into DMs. Sliding into DMs. Okay, so, um, so, <laughs> so you were saying, you know, when you see a Asian American comedian, you kind of like hope they would fail. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see. I was mature, and I was like, I want everyone to succeed. What are you, Teresa? Rising, rising tides raise all boats. So I, I listened to your podcast. I was like, they're really awesome. So when they were, when we were getting involved with listening party. And I just thought they were saying, hey, recommend any great Asian American podcast. Like, we want to expand this network. Mm. Um, so I just thought they probably didn't know about it because you guys talk about how you guys aren't plugged into the Asian community. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mostly Fumi. I think Mike is. Maybe. I am. I am. Yeah. I've been doing it for a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. So I just thought, like, okay, let's just connect the dots. They're like, you know, great organizations that are happening. Mm. So I like slid into their DMs. No, you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, I, after we gave you a shout out on our podcast. Yeah. Because yeah. we thought you were a panda. Yeah, because JoJo. But, that? you know. We thought you were a literal <laughs> panda? Oh, because I, like... I <laughs> donate to Patreon. Oh, I you know. do? Yeah, I do. Oh, do. what is that? You, you read my name. I was the panda. Oh, jo- yeah, jo- jo- that's panda. right. Yeah. Mike, you don't remember anything either. You, you are the JK of the Asian, Asian podcast. I guess got a lot going At on. At least you're, you're old, so you have an excuse. <laughs> I'm old. I, yeah. have, I have to worry about. 
Which fleece? <laughs> which fleece? And I know. I always know. Yeah, I always yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always know that fleece. But you know, fleece game strong. Name, it, name game. Str- we're very weak. Why okay. do you make that sound? Stop. Don't, talk to you. don't interrupt me. Okay, so I. But I'm kind of like okay. Not gonna lie, I'm just like kind of jealous because I Why? feel like well, nobody. they they really took advantage of the Canal Street Market space because like oh. now you guys have your show there and everything, and I'm just like oh I should have never introduced them. <laughs> <laughs> I should have kept live them on the down. Wow. <laughs> this is what this is about. Wow. I see. You know, this so, was, it took an hour and a half for you to, to come yeah, finally really, come and no, tell you hate us. So, I understand. Listen to all our listeners. Don't help your friends. <laughs> Don't help no, your competitors. Hold on here. It's like so. Here's the thing. So there's another podcast with into. Uh, like, don't I plug like, them. I'm, don't plug them. I like, <laughs> no, I like this side of JoJo. Yeah. You're, you're it's coming, like Korean you're, you're, It's not hot, baby. Like, she's, she's, she's still she's still meowing and shit yeah, like that. He's like, like meow. I hate you. Meow. 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 Kill me. Meow. Like you're coming to the dark side. Exactly. Meow. Meow. I'm scratching your eyes out. Jesus Christ. No. Okay. So there's another there's another podcast called Agent Boss Girl. Oh yeah. And they yes. And they're they're in LA and they're killing it also. And they came out to New York and you know. I was, was I was lucky enough to meet them, but you know it's this because Fumi and I again as comedians as whatever the fuck hustlers whatever the fuck we yeah. are it's like we're always thinking we I'm we're always thinking can we do comedy here I just I just thought about it just now I was like this room is soundproof we already have mics yeah. we could right, do a comedy right, show right, right now right? Oh. for three people yeah. mm. and it would be terrible <laughs> but you know we we always think about that and we always try to you know you know how else can we push the brand how else can we get into this other thing who else can we know mm-hmm. can, how else can we do yeah. stuff meow you know stuff like that <laughs> stuff meow so, so be, speaking of that what does success look like for Asian not Asian for you guys Ooh, as I soon to, as I Fumi gets I had to talk like this just the other day oh, okay. with, with my friend no oh, with your friend yeah I think we're still figuring well, it your out your friend that's not Fumi not Fumi wow. not Fumi wow. Fumi's not my friend so actually <laughs> Mike has so many friends we have a Patreon page where you can like donate to her, uh, a show and don't I have donate. zero friends who donate to that. <laughs> Mike has like 15. Oh and my it's, god! Marie and I talk about it. My girlfriend and I talk about it all the time, but it's they really, don't believe in you. But your great. girlfriend I mean, didn't even donate. No, she doesn't donate. Oh but, but, we live, but we live together. That's she weird. donates her time. Her, and, her, her, his yeah. wife doesn't. My mom doesn't. That's, it's fine. She's that's, also our, our uh, quote unquote manager. <laughs> yeah, but it's just funny because yeah, you. I think that's the sacrifice. Is like I'm just always doing comedy projects and mm. so I've yeah. just cut that part of my life you know <laughs> I have like I've skipped weddings for shows so and you stuff. basically yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow no, oh yeah. um, no, it's but, that not for just no, no, but, for, but, but no. the thing is is like you could cut weddings man if you fucking spend money over there you basically yeah. have to congratulate people that you don't really care about you know what <laughs> well I'm he was my best yeah, friend yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay then no, I just got like I got a showcase for NBC and I just are you lonely brother I just I'm not at that level where I can say no to things and so for I know know that for a couple of years I'm just doing that but as a result I've, I've lost that social nah yeah, I respect you know? that though I yeah. respect that like, I hope I, I can like, get it back someday nah because <laughs> listen like you know there's a there's this a sense of sad. like FOMO that kind of exists I feel like um, amongst a lot of uh, my peers and friends and shit but like honestly, yeah. yo, at the end of the day, these motherfuckers are not going into the grave with you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. You really have to shape your own life. So yeah. like, That's if you want to like say, yo, my boy, like I'll fucking pay a bill and shit for your wedding, even though I'm not gonna be there, but I got this fucking special that I gotta do to advance my career. 
go ahead and do that, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah And that's yeah. applies to all the listeners out there. Yeah, man. Take care of your shit first, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. But, but you like know what? Right, yeah. I also think like a true, true friend would understand. Right. Absolutely. Like, and, and your be friend like, understood. You yeah. Understood. Yeah. yeah. And I just that phone call, like I almost wanted to cry because mm-hmm. you know we grew up together. Oh, at least you. Yeah, but it wasn't like you was like, yo, I gotta fucking go to Florida because my girl wants to like chill the Universal Studio and shit. You know what I'm saying? At least go to Disneyland. I'm dating a 14-year-old. It wasn't that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm out here trying to fucking get my bread up, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Advance cool. my career. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. But Absolutely. To, you, to your point about success, um, I have an idea of what success looks like in my mind, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know, what, I want to hear what, 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 what do you think, Fumi? I think um, a, a very simple, a simple definition is we could just do this and we can put a lot of time into it, make it better, have better guests, and we can make a living from doing mm. comedy slash podcast related projects that okay. we like doing. Okay. Mm. That whatever that may look like. Because mm-hmm. um, I want to buy a house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Put down an Very yeah. practical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Ultimately, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I would say it's the same thing. I would say that you know, with my day job, I'm, I'm you know also a, a copywriter, and, and I've, I was a freelancer for a long time, and that lifestyle, as far as I get to do what I want to do, right? That's very appealing, right? So, you know, to echo what Fumi said, it's like, you want to be able to, uh, I I always think about it as, what is like my ideal day look like, right? I wake up, you know, I uh, go to my jujitsu class in the morning. Oh, wow. (laughs) I come back and then I'm, and then I do projects that I want to do. Um, you know, whether it's uh, comedy stuff, whether it's like I'm working for a client or something like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I get to do comedy, right? I, you know, I get to uh, ha- cook a nice meal for my lady, mm-hmm. you know? That's, if, that's like kind of a, a vague but real day that I would like to have. And I feel that I've done that sometimes, like I've, I've done it once or twice, mm-hmm. you know, like there's been a couple weeks where that happened. And I'm not at the point where I'm like doing that all the time because of reality or whatever. So that's sort of what success looks like to me. I'm also not convinced about the uh, housing thing. So we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that separately. But no, no, but yeah. So um, I think that's, I think that's if, if you, if for listeners, if you're looking for what does success look like for you, try to be, even though I wasn't very specific, but try to be specific about what your your day should look like. What is what is what is something where when you wake up, you're not like I was listening to your, one of your podcasts, um, and the person was like, I, "It was really hard for me to get out of bed." Mm, you know, yeah. Yeah. I like I wake Christy Mack. Yeah, yeah. Christy Mack. Yeah, I was <laughs> and I I want to um, I I wake up early, you know, because I can't not can't, not that I can't wait. I love sleeping. The world. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. But like I've got stuff to do. Yeah. You know, I got home late last night uh, and I got up early. My wife hates me. I can work on that. <laughs> I need to work. On I need to work on that. Can you? I can work on that, but you know, this is what I do and like, you know, we've been very lucky to have a lot of stuff going on with the podcast. We're like busier than ever. Our to-do list is mad long. Yeah. And eventually that to-do list will pay back. Mm-hmm. But right now we have to pay into it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's great. Nah, nah. Yeah, definitely, man. It's you fertilizing the, you know, fertilizing exactly. the seed, man. <laughs> yes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes. Uh, making, your, making your farm looking righteous yeah. for the yes. harvest season. <laughs> man, you yes. make farming yeah. sound awesome. I know, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah. Nah, but on that note, uh, this is like an ongoing question that we ask all of our guests. Uh, what is the most significant relationship in your life, it doesn't have to be romantic 
or it could be romantic. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I would have to say probably my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, good yo. save, good save. <laughs> well, I guess I don't, I don't have any friends. The choices are me, her or Mike, and you know, fuck Mike. He's like, I'm right here. Okay, tell us a little bit more. You can't skip that on your own wedding, I guess. Yeah, so my lady, we started dating when I was six months into comedy, when I was just an open micer. So when was this? Like This was 2000. Probably like summer of 2014. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a good five years almost. Oh, yeah, a little, okay. a little under five years. Okay. And so she's kind of seen me kind of grow from just literally an open micer paying to get on stage mm-hmm. to like a point where, you know, we're doing the podcast. I'm doing like bigger shows. I'm mm-hmm. getting paid to do colleges. So she's kind of like seen that whole. So she held you down, Evolution. man. Yeah, she was always mm-hmm. there, um, you know, for a bad day or something. Or no, kind she of bad held set. you down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. I think that's, that relationship is. That that stability is very important to me. Um, I, I value that a lot, and mm-hmm. and it's hopefully I'm giving her some of that. But that I think that's like the untold story of like anybody's comedy career is right. like because comedy person, is so up partner. and down and so much rejection. And some nights you're like, I am the funniest person in this world. I don't know why I'm not famous. And yes, some yes, nights yes, you're absolutely. like, I'm gonna quit right yes, now. Yes, exactly. I, I had the worst I set ever. Why. I don't know what I was thinking. Exactly. Yeah, I wasted yeah, yeah. so much time. Sometimes you walk out and you're like, I don't know why I ever thought this was a good idea. Like you have this these is crazy a, yes, ups and downs. Right. And I'm sure like music is like that too, or you know whatever yeah. you're into. So. So, you know, I think it's very important for somebody to kind of always be on your team. Hold you down. Mm. Yeah, and so she was always there for me, So that's and she continues to be, so, uh, yeah. Funny. Okay, what about you, Mike, your significant relationship? Yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's got to be my wife as well. Yeah. I mean, I, we've been together for, like, a decade. Mm-hmm. You chased her to New York. I did chase her to New From York. From Orange County. Um, tomorrow is our first... At, at wedding anniversary tomorrow. Whoa. I know, I know. Oh, you got married last year. All last right. year I got That's married. That's awesome, man. So, um, yeah, it's, it's the same sort of thing where we are, you know, we she, she gives me that stability, but we, um, you know, she, th- there's like, there's this whole thing, I don't know if you guys are in like big relationships, but, you know, people always ask like, why, why get married? Why have a relationship? And you end up, like the relationship itself ends up becoming the thing you're working on. It's like an intangible, but from that base, you can do all sorts of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like from that base, you can raise a family, right? Like you can, you know, uh, bring another person into the world. You could rob a bank. Uh, you could do whatever you uh-huh. want Not from that sure. base. From that base. Oh, you know more taxes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, and that's something that, um, it's really it's so unusual to have that you know you you when you, you you know when you have it and you know you just gotta hold on to that shit, um, and then the second most relate most important is, I guess for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 but I mean you know to be fair, I'm a very lazy person. I'm very forgetful, but I think I can be really good at stuff when I'm appropriately motivated, mm. and the best like people. Uh, know that like you know my boss at work knows that you know he like knows how to motivate me Fumi knows how to motivate me or knows how to like use accountability you. He, whatever <laughs> I'm using him I, I, <laughs> okay well to wrap all of this up this is the last question we ask all of our guests mm. we have been having so much fun non-stop laughs haha um, so what is okay. your personal mantra oh uh, yeah I got a personal mantra you go for it um, my personal mantra is, and I think this would be good for your listeners or mm-hmm. whatever in general. If there's something you want, stop what you're doing right now, drop everything, and go immediately towards it. Mm. Just do it right now. I don't. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to quit your job and like sell all your clothes or whatever and and do whatever whatever it is you're you're green, but 
whatever it is, start immediately into your dream, whatever that is. Yeah. It doesn't matter if, even if it is just like, just work at KPMG and, and buy a house and do that thing, that's fine. But if that's what your thing is, because you're going to die soon. Like, I mean, really soon. <laughs> not for you real. Not, 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 yes. You can die, you can die, you can die, you can walk outside, die tomorrow. Exactly. Or you can die in no, 80 is, years. No, this is 100%. I've seen you're, motherfuckers die in front of me. Oh my God. You're going like, to die. So you're going to die. Fumi's going to come with Kathy right now. <laughs> Fumi, mate. That was hacked. That was hacked. That was hacked. You guys going, saw it first. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're going to die mm. soon. And so you're the only one who can do it. And that's that's really it. Just mm. stop what you're doing. Just do it. Now. If you're if you think I'm fucking around, uh, or whatever, like this is the time now to do it. Mm. You, you know, do it now. Do, do it now. Do it now. Like yeah. Puffy said, "Don't hate me now." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, I would say you know I don't have a beautiful sentence to summarize my <laughs> mantra, but I'm very analytical about things, mm. and Data I think analyst. you know if kind of going off what Mike said, if if you have. If you want to achieve something, it could be as simple as um, I want to work at Google or I want to leave my job and, and, and be a professional dancer. Anything that is, you need to, I know it's very daunting, um, but th- there's no secrets, right? There's no shortcut. And so what you need to do is really just take it one step at a time and you need to analyze what you need to do to get there. So mm-hmm. for example, yes, this I had is a goal this good, year good, of like, good. we had a goal this year of like, okay, let's try to get $5,000 a week, okay. okay, per episode. That's a very big goal, but how do we do that? Okay, so yeah. so maybe we need to like, we, okay, on Instagram, maybe we need to be more engaging on Instagram. So what does that mean? If we engage with, I don't know, 10,000 people a week, whether that's following them or liking their picture, that means 10,000 people saw our name on Instagram. That's impressions, right? Yeah. What percentage of that are gonna click on our profile and visit? And then of that percentage, what percent of people are gonna click on my link? And of that percentage, how people are gonna listen to my show? And of that percentage, how many people are going to like it? Yeah. So approach it that way. So there is a, and maybe that's there a very is a number. Yeah. There is. There's, there is a number. So then you you take that number and you say, how many times do I got to do this to reach 5,000 downloads, yes. right? Mm. So if you break it down like that, it's not so scary. Yeah. But if you don't break it down, it is very scary. Yes, right. absolutely. It's a lot of people unknown. have a lot of people have like imposter syndrome too, you know, and so they're like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, that's I can't, some... I can't switch careers. But of course you can. You just break it down. Are you, right. you going to work at Google tomorrow? If you work as a absolutely. artist today, yeah. maybe not. But if you want to work as a data scientist for Google, like, okay, wh- what what skills do I need? I need to absolutely. understand like quantitative methods. Yeah. Maybe you, you maybe you take classes at General Assembly or yeah. whatever. You know, you just if you break it down into little things, absolutely. it's very achievable and like. I ha- I'm not to say that like we've made it or like I've made it as a comedian, but the, I mean the reason why like we do the things we do now is because we kind of broke it down and right. we practice. That's some yeah, think- yeah that's some yeah. think and grow rich type shit, yeah. right? Like it's basically uh, having all the steps written down mm-hmm. and then basically just follow that path. And I, that's kind of like how I look at life in general too. Like yes. I, I don't, you know, like there are certain things like w- w- will wings grow out of me and I start flying? No, mm-hmm. but like if I want to do that then maybe there's another way that I could do it. And then as long as I take down those steps. So yep, I think yep. in that sense, like, yeah, I think that's an excellent advice. And then to your point about you're going to fucking die soon. You're going to die soon. I agree with that. I think about all the time. I think I don't know how old you guys are, but eventually you'll start thinking, like, I'm going to nah, die nah, really because soon. Because think about it, right? So we, you know, most of us, right? Uh, I think all of us here, like we went to college and then we graduated when we were 22. So from 22 and then let's say we die like at 80, right? 
So mine is that that shit as well. Like fifty uh, eight years old, fifty mm-hmm. uh, no, so it's, it's yeah. fifty eight yeah, years. 58. Yeah, my math sucks, yo. That's right. So we have fifty eight years, and then you retire at sixty five, right? So that's like shaving the fifteen years off that shit. So you have what like forty? What is it? Do the math for me. Fifty eight minus fifteen. Yeah. 43. 43. So you have technically 43 yeah. years yeah. of your life that you have to use for whatever the fuck Optimize. you want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, why the fuck would you spend that big chunk of your life doing some shit that you don't want to do? Yeah, if you don't want to do it. Like, motherfuckers is talking about, yeah, I'm going to save up and retire and then I'm going to start doing the shit I like to do after I retire. Motherfucker, you gonna be 65. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is it. Like, this is it. You're not gonna be wilding out there at 65. Yeah, you can't be starting a comedy career. You can, but you probably won't at 65. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I agree with both of um, the mantras that you guys shared. Mm-hmm. No, so. for sure. I think it's so daunting if there's a huge problem, but taking it step by step makes it easier. Sometimes mm. that happens to me at work where I have like 10,000 things to do and I just can't, I feel so overwhelmed that I just go on Instagram. Or yeah. I like, don't do it. Sorry, graphic story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, like my boss told me, like just like start, just start. You know, just, just, start. just start on one thing. And start then on one will, thing. Yeah, and that's one just, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there, the next thing. There was an actually a yeah. video that I saw on um on Instagram, actually, speaking of Instagram, mm-hmm. um, is this father teaching this kid how to get prepped for school. So when we're usually in a hurry, you're like, oh, shit, I got to brush my teeth. Oh, I got to mm-hmm. take a piss at the uh-huh. same time. And, like, I'm trying to fucking <laughs> take, figure out, oh, I think a lot of men do that. Right? <laughs> really? It's called teeth. multitasking. Yeah, yeah, okay. Called, uh, well, right. we, we brush our teeth, take a shower, and take a piss at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, And then this, this, this dad uh, is, like, a military guy, right? So he's like, nah, don't try to do everything at once and he's like measuring this kid as he's doing everything so he's like i I, I guarantee you you could do all of what you're trying to do eat breakfast get dressed get ready for school all Mm -hmm. of that under five minutes if you don't try to scramble if you just do everything one Mm -hmm. at a time yeah and he fucking proves it and after i saw that video I take my sweet ass time in the morning, man, getting ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to pee while you're brushing no your teeth. Yeah. in the shower. Yeah. Although right. it is fun. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's very fun. It is. It is. It's great. You, Try you it out. to aim at, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, this was unexpectedly inspiring. <laughs> so amazing. Um, so thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I'm really excited. Us. Thank you. Yeah, nah, no, nah, but sure. We got to give let them um, give some shout outs. No, man, we whatever. can't let them give shout outs. Then they'll have more followers than us. No, I'm kidding. No, of course. Please shout yourselves out. Uh, cool. You can find me, Fumi Abe, on Instagram at the Fumi Abe. That's T-H-E-F-U-M-I-A-B-E. And you can find me on Instagram at NicePantsBro. And we also have a joint account at Asian Not Asian Pod. And listen to our podcast. Asian Wait, what? Asian. Asian Not Asian, Asian Pod. Pod. Okay. At Asian not Asian pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's okay, on Instagram. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So check out the podcast. Is podcast available everywhere? It's available everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. I do. Spotify. Yeah. All right. All right. But yeah, on that note, this has been another wonderful, illustrious episode of 699 per pound podcast. Yes. Capture that gorgeous hairline that you see. <laughs> the real estate on my forehead is quite limited. <laughs> the deforestation hasn't started yet. But yo, we out here representing. Once again, shout out to Great Big Story. Shout out. We don't have to shout them out. I mean, we over here, you know, we using their electricity. So we gotta shout them out. Um, yeah. Shout out to Fumi and Mike, Asian, not Asian duo for coming through. Uh, Jojo, anything else you wanna add? Um, nope. <laughs> Meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Hey yo, it's 699 the pound. Podcast.